Stronger than no man. Yeah. Oh, oh. We go smack him on that Good afternoon, welcome to another edition of the Public Rights Young Ghana Toss Video. My name is Lancer Lawrence. It's so it's 14:34 right here in Ghana, 2:34 p.m. right here in Ghana, and it's time for the Kibuko. We are streaming live from Ghana Toss Video, live in Anya in the Greater Accra region. We are live on our Facebook and our YouTube at Ghana Toss Video. As you know, on the cubicle, we come away with discussions that evolve around you. We are talking about things that everybody's talking about, or things that concern you, things that you are most, 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 most interested in. It's good to be back on air, actually. For one week, we went off air. But it's good to know that the cubicle is right back here on your screen, on Facebook, and on our website at www.ganatosradio.com. Uh, today being Monday, today's Monday is all about NDC, right? It's all about Seidu, uh, Seidu in Ketia, the Chairman General Mosquito. It's all about the Chairman General Mosquito. And just try, try to understand his 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 victory or his election as the National Chairman for the NDC. What does it have for the NDC going into the 2024 elections? So I want to welcome you back. I want to welcome you all from wherever you are across the globe. The cubicle right here on Ghana Tosu. My name is Lancer Haruna. As we all know, Asidu Kintia was elected the chairman for the NDC at the 10th National Delegates Congress of the party. And the main question that we want to answer today is that does this put the NDC in a position to wrestle power from the MPP? In the 2024 elections this is what we're trying to answer today on this show and like i said now that we have him as chairman general you know ahead of this election a whole lot of issues was ongoing a whole lot of controversy a whole lot of insults and jabs but what position does the ndc find themselves in today I want to stick. I want you to stick and stay with me. I want to take a very, very short break. When we come back, we we'll look at it, at the issues very, very into two. But mind you, you can share your thoughts with, with your thoughts with us on our Facebook live, on our YouTube live at Ghana Talks Radio. The question is that now that Asiri Keita is the chairman general or the chairman of the National Democratic Congress, that this put the party in a key position to wrestle power from the MPP 2024 election. Let us know what you think. So you can see when we come back, we're getting right into our discussion. This is the chemical on Ghana Talks Radio. The matters of love are the matters of the heart. Is that true? Why do we separate between emotions and reason? Other don't say, we pick the most daring of issues surrounding love, relationships, and family lives. We speak on the topic most people like to keep to themselves. With our brilliant panelists, we open the discussions into your love life. So join us this is every Thursday at 8 p.m. live on Ghana Talks Radio. 
being a part of the conversation. Enjoy the excitement and let's find the answers together. What up, GH? What's going on? We come your way with the latest, the latest filler, and yes, are you looking for the latest news about your favorite celebrity? Who married who and who cheated on who? Here we discuss everything and everything with fun, joy, and comedy. Join myself on Himalayan DJ coverage and master of comedy Alaji Zongo on Wednesday at exactly 8 p.m. live on Ghana Talks Radio. Welcome right back to the cubicle right on Ghana Touch Radio. Like I said before the break, today we're looking at the election of uh, Asiedu in Ketia as the General Secretary for the National Democratic Congress, the NDC, the opposition party currently. And <laughs> it has it has not been short of drama. What does his election as Chairman General or, cham or Chairman of the party mean? for the MPP and for the whole country, especially going into the 2024 elections. As we all know, the NDC had their 10th delegate conference just a few days back to elect their national executives. And these national executives are those who are to lead the party or who are to what, come up with strategy to lead the party in their bid to win political power in the 2024 elections. But like I, before the elections, a whole lot of drama a whole lot of drama and that's why we're trying to get some seed base about just today a whole lot of talk and a whole lot of wrong talk a whole lot of jabbing went ahead of elections especially between the the the, the two especially between some of the the high or the biggest contenders you know this particular delegates conference was one of a kind because of the nature of the contest within that particular conference it was unprecedented. We had the current or uh, uh, the current general secretary of the party, who had been general secretary for seventeen years, contest against the steam chairman, who had actually led the party to what to get uh, up to one hundred thirty-seven seats in parliament, and also close the margin of defeat to the MPP compared to the 2016 election. Also, this particular chairman has served the party in almost all, uh, what do you call it, executive offices until he was chairman. First time, he has served his first time and he has had a lot of favor among party faithfuls. So, this particular contest was key. It was key because all these, the two gentlemen were stalwart, they were icons within the NDC party. And for them to go head to head meant that at least one arm will be broken one way or the other another very very interesting another very 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 interesting contest that made this particular congress a very very uh, what do you call it historic one was the 
position of the secretary, the general secretary. Mind you, Asedun Ketia has been famous or is popular for the position as general secretary of the NDC. And that's how come he's been called General Mosquito. General Mosquito. And that was the first time in 17 years that NDC was able to elect someone to become a secretary or the general secretary of the party. And as we all know, the general secretary is like the, the, the head of administration of the party. He's the CEO of the party. He's the one who provides the, the, the leadership on the day-to-day basis, the direction of the party. He's the one who supervises that. He implements the party's direction. So it was very, very important that someone, that just the fact that Sadiq Kita was not going to be the secretary of the party meant that for anyone to fill his, his shoes, the person should have should, should be a person of merit. And so, so, so were the list of contenders. We had the eventual winner, Mr. Onawufi Fikoti. We had uh, Avis Ifriyankra and then Deputy, former Deputy General Secretary of Tokono, Dr. Tokono. Like this, this three men, this three men, this three men, in their own rights, merit the position, right? These three men, in their own rights, can serve as secretary, general secretary of the party. And that's what made this particular congress very interesting. Anybody contesting, especially the two positions of the chairman and the secretary, were at their task. And that tells a lot about the NDC. And I know, I know the MPP too have also noticed that. And then hopefully they can match boot to boot going to the 2024 election. Also, before this particular congress, or before this particular congress, the 10th one, there had been a youth, national youth organizer elections and national women organizer election. That word was that was characterized by, by a lot of controversy, drama, and violence. Unfortunately, and this particular drama, controversy, and violence actually what grew up or what transferred or grew or, or spilled. Definitely, is 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 what is cast were 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 visible in this particular congress. So a whole lot of attention was there. It was historic because of the the, the, the kind of contests that were in this particular uh, elections or, or, or contest, and also the kind of people who were contesting for the positions. Another thing that made this particular con- congress very, very historic was that it was the first time that the NDC was actually choosing a set of leadership where the founding father of the party it's no more. And when I said founder founder, I mean the late former president of the Republic, John John Jerry John Rollins. Yeah, Jerry John Rollins. One. And also it meant that these particular executives were those going to lead the party into twenty twenty four. And you know what MPP have always said about twenty twenty four? That they were going to break the eight. They are going to break the eight. So it is no mean congress because Whoever you choose or elect as the leader of the or as a, as, a, as, a, as a national executive meant that the person had to what be of merit to be able to even march on the individual basis with all other national executives of the MPP. That's one. Two, the kind of situation that we find ourselves as a country, especially in terms of our economy, meant that this particular contest was going to be very very integral. Some people will say that. The choice of the NDC delegates will reflect onto a national choice. 
and we are at a very very critical uh, point in our history as a country so yes this particular 10th congress the delegate congress has been historic was historic and a whole lot of issues and i think what important another very very important thing to point out ahead of this particular congress was the controversy was the controversy a whole lot of jabbing a whole lot of jabbing and almost at the end of the campaign you it was as if they were holding the rot to point at each other just at the end of campaign we all heard of leakage from German and German general Asedikitia purporting to say that the NDC had no evidence going into the going into the what they call the election petition, the election petition. And that it was at the fault of the chairman of uh, of Osama that the NDC was not in position or did not have the particular evidence that they needed, faulting him. Meanwhile, in an interview, Mr. Fosampo also revealed that some members of the high, the highest top executives of the of the party had actually called or advised Mr. Asidinkita against contesting for the position since it may cause a rift in the party. A whole lot, a whole lot of going, a whole lot of issues. Asidinkita says that he does. Uh, the kind of the leadership or the NDC needs radical leadership, suggesting that Mr. Apofo was not what was not radical enough. He was weak. He was soft, and if you are soft, you cannot give him power from the MPP, and that is why the NDC could not what maintain their their purported majority in uh, in the in the 2020, 2020 elections, and also why the party had withdrawn from some by elections, especially the Ayawaso West Wagon uh, elections. So a whole lot of backstabbing, a whole lot of insult, a whole lot of controversy and leakages characterize this particular uh, delegate conference. Apart from that, I already mentioned that the youth organizer election actually led to some violence in Cape Coast. So apart from the jabs, apart from leakages, apart from the controversy, there was actually real violence on the, uh, the that characterized this particular congress, especially at the youth conference, where supporters of of Pablo and Broja actually got into each other. This is pathetic. Uh, it's glad that almost every section of public has condemned, and we also want to condemn this particular that particular incident. It should be no way that in a democracy that you go to elect and then end up fighting each other. That should not be happening no matter which particular party is organizing it. So yes, that particular violence and that particular controversy, which even runs out today because a court injunction has actually prevented the NDC from swearing in Pablo as a national youth organizer. Because Roger Jeffrey has taken the, taken the issue to parliament and uh, to court, contesting or raising issues against some of the activities or the happenings that characterized the the youth conference, the youth and women's conference. So a whole lot of noise, a whole lot of drama has actually characterized this uh, tenth delegate conference of the NDC. But what's the, what was the essence of all this? All this was just to elect national executives of the NDC going forward or going into the 2024 election. And that's simplicity. The essence was elect those who occupy positions, national executive positions in the NDC, 
so that they can prepare themselves as a party to contest for power in 2024. And so we had this all this issue from last week to last three or two days ago. Just all our innocent. We were starting to get some picture of what happened. Really, really. I want us to take a short break. When we come, I want us to look at the list of the eventual winners of this contest. Then we get the list, we now look at, we will try to analyze each of them, what strength does each of them bring onto or into the team or into the into the party and how does or how will each of them help the party be able to contest the MPP in the 2024 election. This is still the Capital right here on Ghana Talks Radio. We are live streaming on our YouTube and our Facebook at Ghana Talks Radio and also on our website www.ghanatalksradio.com. Let us know what you think. Do you think uh, Chairman General being elected as Chairman will help the NDC win power? Stick and stay with us. We'll be right back after this break. Yeah. Accra, are you ready? It's the biggest showdown this December. The Ghana Talks Radio Street Takeover is coming to you live at Anyal Market. Come witness and enjoy electrifying performances from the Queen of Kings and The poor music boss, Ras Kuku. The Obia Mamiada hits maker, Ko Intakra, and many more. There will be food, drinks, raffle draw, dance, talent showcase, photography, and many other giveaways happening live at Anyam Market on the 24th of December 2022. Get open at exactly 6 pm. Entry is free. It's about to go down. So if you are ready, get on your dancing shoes and let's boogie into the new year. This event is proud sponsored by GTR Sounds, Thames Metals Corporation, and BB Superfine Bakery. For reservations and sponsorship, contact 020-254-614. What up, GH? What's going on? We come your way with the latest, the latest fella, and yes, are you looking for the latest news about your favorite celebrities? Who married who and who cheated on who? Here we'll discuss everything and everything with fun, joy, and comedy. Join myself on Himalayan DJ coverage and master of comedy Alaji Zongo on Wednesday at exactly 8 p.m. live on Ghana Talks Radio. Welcome right back here to the cubicle on Ghana Talk Studio. We are so live on uh, on our website and on our, on our YouTube and Facebook pages at Ghana Talk Studio. You can always join us and share your comments with us. Before the break, we are discussing, we are looking at the 10th Congress of the NDC and all the stories that characterize it or the drama that characterize that particular conference ahead of the voting itself. Right now, I want us to look at the list of the what the winners of that election. Mind you, I said a whole lot of people contested, and the most interesting thing was that a whole lot of competent and big men contested a lot of key positions. Uh, starting with the chairmanship position, Mr. Johnson, I said in Ketia, the former general secretary, the recent former, was the one elected as the chairman in the position of vice chairperson. Or vice chairman, we had uh, Awudu Sufu Azoka, Chairman Azoka, Warubi Azoka, Warubi Azoka, maintained as a vice uh, chairman in addition to with or in addition to Dr. Sherry Ayuche and 
Abanga Yakub Al Hassan, who were the second and third vice chairman or vice chairperson, respectively. In the position of the general secretary, the position that Asidun Keta had held on or had occupied for 17 years was won by Fifi Fiavi Kwete. He's a former Kitu South NDC MP. He succeeds Asidun Keta as the general secretary of the NDC. Now, the deputy general secretary, which position that Otokono had actually had previously occupied, before contesting for the general, the, secretary, the general secretary position, which he eventually lost, the general secretary was has uh, two people actually elected as deputy general secretary. One is Barbara Sewa Asamoa, who retained her position as deputy general secretary with Bande Foyo Mustafa, my old boss, Mr. Mustafa, was also elected as deputy. General Secretary of the NDC. In terms of the National Organizer, we had Mr. Joseph Yamin, who is a former Deputy Ashanti Regional Minister. The former Deputy Ashanti Regional Minister, Joseph Yamin, who was elected as a National Organizer. I've, I saw his post on Facebook with lots of congratulations and a whole lot of acclaims from party food soldiers. It looks like he was a, was a favorite choice for the position. Now let's go to the Deputy National Organizer. And also for this position, only two were needed out of the four contestants. After the post, uh, Kobe Ballon and Elikem Kotoko were elected as deputy national organizer. And we all know that the national communication officer was a position that wasn't contested or was a position that Sami Jenfi had taken because no one was contested. So Sami Jenfi is maintained as a national communication officer of the NDC. The deputy communication officer is Malik Basintali. And also, we also have Mr. Ako Gan, who were elected the Deputy National Communication Officers. When it comes to the Zongo Caucus coordinator, five people contested, but Mama Mohamed Cole Younger won as the, what, the Zongo's Caucus coordinator of the NDC. When you go to the MPP, it is the Nasara coordinator. When you go to the MPP, it is the Nasara coordinator. So, Mama Mohamed Cole Younger won, is now the, what, the Zongo Caucus coordinator of the NDC. Uh, looking at the NEC member, National Executive Committee or committee members, uh, Victor Wanda Kuto, Araba Tegu, Cecilia, and Asaga, Victoria Kumamenta, and Ephraim Ni Tansaki were all elected as NEC members. So these are the list of the winners from the NDC 10th Delegates Conference. Notable uh, losses include uh, chairman, former chairman, Mr. Samuel uh, Ofosu Ampofo, and then we had uh, General Secretary Dr. Otokono and Mr. Everest Ankara. So, like I said, these are the list of winners. But more interesting is that these particular elected executives, what are they bringing on board? What are they bringing on board to the NDC? Mind you, the MPP had also made a lot of changes to their what, national executives, including the General Secretary and the National Chairman. That tells you that now both parties are what are now ready. The battle lines have been drawn. One more item to go, and that is the flag bearer of each political party. But that one is a day that we just another topic for discussion for another day. So right now we are trying to zone in on what exactly each of these elected members or some of these elected executives are going to bring on board. Uh, I want to just pick and highlight two, two of them.
I'll look at the chairmanship and then the secretary. But let me begin with the secretary position. You know, the general secretary position is a very, 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 very in important and critical position in any organization, not just a political party. To the extent that the person occupying the general secretary position must be a proper leader. You must you must be like a, a full soldier and also be like a, a, a democrat or a diplomat. You must have the semblances of a rough of a radical and of a what someone who is compassionate, someone who has strategy. So if you look at some uh, what do you call it? I said the reason why he was more admired as a secretary general was because he exhibited quality qualities of one of a full soldier. And of two of his strategies. Because that position determines the outlook, the, the, the direction, the reach of the party. If you have a general secretary who's sleeping, no one will even know the name of your party or the name of your flag bearer. If you have a, a general secretary who is not up to task, what is happening is that the strategy that you could adopt as a party will fall flat. If you have a general secretary who doesn't know what he is supposed to do, who doesn't know how to counter the strategy of the opponent, who doesn't know how to marshal uh, supporters of the party, who doesn't know how to what represent the brand of the party, it means that your party is going to be hidden for the next four years until you do your next election or you conduct your next elections. So the position of the general secretary is like the, what do you call it? The, the engine of any political party or any organization. None of the Indies has moved from General Asiduketia to Fifi Kweti. What kind of leadership is Honorable Fifi Kweti bringing on board the NDC as a general secretary? You know, one of the most important things is to understand that this particular time or this juncture that we are in as a country is is so critical that the next election determines a lot we are actually going to go through a debt exchange program just today the minister of finance announced a suspension of what external debt service payment this debt service program is going to run until 2027 Meaning that whoever wins the 2024 election is to supervise the, what, the completion of that particular debt program. But before that supervision, a whole lot of people who lose a lot of money, investments. The economy will, what, will rest on this debt exchange program. In addition to the IMF $3 billion they want to get or the IMF other, other programs by the IMF. So it means that the next government is so critical to the future of the country that it actually means the soul of the country, Charlie. If we don't get it right, we always get it right, Charlie. We are going to go into a whole lot of issues. And that's just what I'm trying to point out now. So even if you are individual political party, for, for say, you are MPP, you are CPP, you are NDC, Whoever you choose to lead you to win that election means that the person must 
be someone you trust wholeheartedly. His strategy, his leadership, and his commitment. And also, if you are someone who is neutral, who, who doesn't like politics, you must be you must take interest because what happens is that whoever whoever wins this election is that is going to take care of the country's mess for the next almost 10 years from today. So you don't want just anybody being what your president or your vice president or your minister of finance because these political parties are those who determine who to lead our country, who will be who will fill those positions. Going back to Fifi Kweti, like I'm saying, he's going to be the general secretary of the NDC. What kind of leadership is he providing? Is he going to provide? Would it be enough to help the NDC win? Would it serve, would it help the NDC take power from the MPP? What is going to be his strategy? Is it strategic or is it like robust, radical? Is he a participatory leader? That can he inspire grassroots support? Can he educate people about the NDC? A whole lot. Because, like I'm saying, if you are not able to do this as a general secretary, your party will fall flat. It will fall flat. And that is what a lot of people are actually uh, praising Sassibin Kitia for. That no matter whether NDC was in power or out of power, there was always this sense of presence of the NDC in the issues of nation or national affairs such that you can never be sitting there and then you forget about NDC. No, some political parties have actually forgotten of until what? The elections come. So what is Fifi Kweti bringing on as a general secretary? Very, very important for the party and actually the future of Ghana's politics. I'm moving on from that particular position of general secretary. We now look at the ultimate, the ultimate position. The boss of all bosses position. Before this, before this election, I actually thought so much about like, why would I say Dukitia want to contest as chairman of the NDC? Because if you're looking for power within the party, you have power within the party. If you're looking for influence within the party, you have influence within the party. If you're looking for opportunity within the party, you have opportunity in the party. If you're looking for what? Resources. You control the resources of the party. So what will inspire Mr. Asedun Ketia to want to contest as the chairman of the NDC? That was just my question. Because as a general secretary, all that I've counted are accessible and at what? At just available to you. You don't have to do anything more. So what does the position of... what does How does you or how would you be... A chairman change the direction of the party. I tried thought about it a lot, and from yesterday to going after the election, I just thought, yeah, you know, the NDC as a party is a party that has this set of ideals and this set of history that it was born out of a revolution. And what is a revolution? A revolution is what? what a, a, simply a, a kind of a, a turn from the norm, a turn from a turn from what is going on. A revolution is like it's a it's an instant cry for change, dramatic change, systematic change. And that it must be supported 
by a whole lot of people. So the NDC is like a, it's a mass party that was born out of people's agitation for change in the country. So there's an element of radicalism, but in essence, in also, but also there's an element of what people, people oriented and people directedness about the party. Quite apart from that, there's also this issue of what people centeredness. So everything that we are doing as a political party must be at the interest of the people. We want to change the government, so we came outside and, re and revolted. So you see the ideals. Transparency, accountability, probity. Then we have this kind of social awareness, social consciousness for freedom and justice. But another very, very interesting thing about NDC is that this it's not a part of it's not a meek, it's not a part of meek people or weak people or like of 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 softness. Where there's a need for strategy. Strategy is present, but where there's a need for robustness, there's a the robustness should be available. And I think this is where I said the kita decided to know to say that no, Charlie, me how contest for champ because I don't see the robustness of our chairman of so ampleful. Mind you, one of the issues that the former chairman used to, to campaign was that he was a strategist. And that there's the need for soft soft politics, and that's what keeps people. That's what gets people into their party, right? But let's look at the events from 2020 elections, where at a point in time the NDC announced a majority in parliament, lost some of those seats to the MPP. Then eventually we were able to what elect a speaker of parliament. And at all those times, we could see Asiru Ketia's presence at all those moments. So my question is that if you are, you are saying there's a need for strategy, are you undermining the strategy of Asiru Ketia? One. If you undermine the, the strategy of Asiru Ketia, why was he always present and why was his presence influencing decisions or the course of the nation? at very, very critical times, especially the election of the speaker. But beyond that, you yourself, what element of robustness do you have to counter any kind of aggression in course from the political part or from the MPP? And for me, I think that's where I got my answer as to why Asidu Ketia will want to contest the position of the channel. Like I'm saying, if you want someone who has control over the party, someone who has control over the daily activities, the daily actions, work, administration of the party, is the general secretary. But maybe, I said in Ketia saw that there was a need to what? To complement this particular strategy that he also has individually, coupled with the strategy of other part, party members, with the kind of robustful leadership that he thinks that the NDC requires to go into 2024 election. Because, like I said, the ABC is not a party of people who are what? Meek. If you look at Jerry John Rawlings, he didn't come because he was a weak man. He came because he, want, he was courageous and he wanted to stand and fight for what was right. He was a man of justice. And that was why the revolution was successful. And that was why people accepted the revolution. So it tells you that that kind of leadership is something that these people admire. And if you don't possess that as a, as a leader, 
default to say that no, child, you are letting us down. You are not, you are not energizing the people as much. That is not to say that strategy is not is lost because you cannot undermine the strategy of I say the creator. But my main question is that what does it bring into the party? What new does it add to the party? Because you've been here as a general secretary. You've seen everything. You've done everything you're supposed to do as a general secretary. Why are you now contesting as chairman? What new are you bringing? For me, that particular element of a robustful kind of chairmanship, coupled with the strategy that he feels that he has as an individual and the way he can tap in from other uh, members of the party, is what he feels will lead the NDC to power in 2024. And I think that is why he contested the election. And also, as we all saw, he won very, very, very massively even to the surprise of a lot of people out there now let's listen to one his his speeches one of the one one of the uh, interesting aspects of the congress was i see the kts speech i know before the voting started the chairman chairman apofo uh, gave a speech a very very interesting uh, jobs were in it and then we also had a speech from the secretary at that time i see the kids also came but after elections after the announcement of the results I see the Kitsa Kim on us listen to his speech and see whether we can pick one or two items from that speech and we can continue our discussion right here on the Cape Girl. Let's listen to what he said. Well, listen to what I see the Kitsa said after his uh, declaration as the chairman. It's not intended for long speeches. So I'd like to thank all of you. I'd like to thank, most importantly, Honorable Samuel Ufoswan Pafu who has been my friend for 25 years. I value their friendship. So I don't think we are going to sacrifice that friendship because of this contest. We invite all other candidates who could not make it to the national executive to consider that this victory is a victory for NDC and that their defeat is not a defeat in actual sense but it's an indication that the party needs them to serve in other capacities and we will take the responsibility to make sure that the deployment of all human resources of this party will be complete to position the party in battle readiness for victory 2020. As we all heard, uh, this was the one some aspect or some part of the speech of Asedi Ketia after his, his declaration or the declaration of him as a chairman-elect after swearing in as chairman for the NDC at the 10th delegates conference of the party in a, at the Accra Sports Stadium. One very, very important thing that I want to pick up from this was said, this is not a time for us, he said that he actually valued the 25 years of friendship that he had with the former uh, chairman, Honorable Samuel Fosu Ampofo. And for me, I think this is very, very important because ahead of the election, a whole lot was said, a whole lot was said a whole lot of discussed a whole lot of jobs were what were, were given and that did not look good but like i said election is an election where it doesn't mean you have to do everything but 
these things are not new in elections where people have to at least make your opponent look like he's not worthy of the position and maybe try to win more votes on your side so reconciliation is a very very important aspect for every post-election that happens any other place not just in ghana politics but any other place and this gives opportunity for even those who didn't win elections to fall part of the drive especially when this is an internal party or an, an internal party elections another, another thing is that this helps us to take away this winner takes all mentality from our, our politics like mpp wins so no NDC will be part of the government or whatever you see as a as an as an opposition it doesn't matter whatever whatever position we have we give it to our party boys you won't get anything winner takes all these kind of pronouncements show that there's there's more that we can achieve if we actually what remove this winner takes all mentality out of our elections or out of our politics as Ghanaians. another interesting thing is that these are the outlook of this team as i mentioned we now have chairman as uh, as educator Secretary as Fifi Kwete, we have Sami Jinfi as Communication Officer, Organizer Joseph Yas Yamin, and we have the Vice Chairman Azoka uh, Yakuba Ala Sarabanga, and, and then we have Dr. Ayite Sherry. This team, including the youth organizer, youth organizer woman, Dr. Hanabisi Woman's woman organizer, and the youth organizer Pablo, this particular, this team, is what is going to lead the charge of NDC into the 2024 elections. And the question is that how strong does this team look or what is the potential or the capacity of this team? If you look at the helm, the chairman, but even before I say that, let's go, let's go read this tweet from Mr. Gabi Dako, And he tells you that maybe at this time or this time around, or what this what these delegates have done is to give NDC a big chance ahead of the what they call ahead of the 2024 election. And what does this tweet say? They say Gabriel Ochoedako is 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 has been described as the de facto prime minister of people, especially on the NDC caucus. But it says that congratulations to the NDC and their new national offices. I say don't it's is not a chairman general. What is clear is that Ghana's opposition party has settled on a solid team of accomplished propagandists in all departments. The strategy for 2024 is set. So, basically, he acknowledges that yes, this is a good team. But one thing that we a lot of people may have missed is the use of accomplished propagandists. And this is so interesting. I just saw it right now. It's just so, so interesting that look at them. Look at the list of uh, the NDC, NDC new executives. Chairman General, I said in Ketia, top notch. Fifi Kwiti, one time uh, propaganda secretary of the NDC. Look at uh, Officer Sami Jeffy, top notch communicator, the director of communication for the NDC. All these people, in one way or the other, have no match in in terms of their what, their capacity to what to bring out information and this is what Gabi said to uh, highlight that accomplished propagandists but I don't know whether and he says the strategy for 2024 I don't know why he identified propaganda as one of the key strategies of the NDC going to the 2024 elections but whatever that means he shows that he actually acknowledges that 
this team is strong and the team has the capacity to what cause a lot of havoc to the NPP going ahead of the 2024 election. But for me, I just say that it's a good team. It 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 gives us the opportunity as observers to see how there can be a blend of uh, a blend of robustness, robust, robust, robust leadership, radical leadership, and then strategy in one person. Because since actually Nikita didn't find that the position of chairman wasn't doing the wasn't doing all that he called for the party. Let's see what he brings on board as the new chairman of the party. Let's see what whether or not. Uh, this rift between the uh, communication officer and the youth, orga youth organizer will be over. And let's see whether this team can produce and produce results for their party. Mind you, the NDC actually performed so well in the 2020 election where they got 137 members of parliament, equaling the, num the same the number of parliament for the majority caucus, the MPP, and the government. So what else can they achieve going forward in the 2024 election? Another interesting uh, thing about this particular delegates conference was the issue of but I think we'll come back. Let me just say this before we come back. We'll look at the issue of JM. Whether or not JM is still going to be in the picture or not. Will JM be in the picture of the NDC going ahead of the 2024 election or going to the 2024 election? And what is needed to be done by this team and what is at stake for the country and for the party? Let's take a break. When we come back, we answer the question whether JM will be part and what will be the stake for all of us. Stay tuned. This is the Chemical Life on Ganatos Radio. We'll be right back after a short break. Occasion demands the company of good music that fits the purpose. At GTR Sounds, we understand your need to create just the right atmosphere for your wedding or engagement, party, funeral, crusade, political campaign or rally, or just any other event, as well as executive and corporate functions. With our modern and high-quality spinning machines, mixers, microphones, and power amplifiers, binary speakers, and subs, we offer the highest of sound quality and music play at events and functions. At GTR Sounds, we have a team of seasoned and highly experienced sound engineers who understand just the right choice of music for your events. Locate our studios at Aponchi Hotel in Anya or call our numbers 054-8522-897 or 027-3363-973. You can also reach via our email sounds at ghanatalksradio.com. At GTR Sounds, we take care of your events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, so welcome right back to the Cuba right here. I'm gonna touch with you. We are live on our Facebook and our YouTube and also on our website at www.gonatoshwindu.com. We are just wrapping up our conversation. Before we go on, let's look at whether or not GM plays a role in the party. This one is brief. This one has to be a topic for itself for another day. It's a very big conversation. But we all saw the hand of the the presence of GM on the day of the Congress. He was there in the morning. He gave two speeches, one before the elections and one after the declaration of results and the swearing in of the new executive election, uh, executives for the for the party. And even before the election, he had actually done a campaign, a, a, fundraiser, a fundraiser for the event or for the, for the Congress. And he announced that the, the fundraiser actually raised uh, amount of 1 million Ghana CD and 83,000, right? Yeah. So, the highlights of GM will be discussed in other subsequent editions of this particular program. But 
it is all obvious that the former president Jamama is still going to be part of the NDC going into the 2024 election, especially at the flag bearer of the party. But even his speech yesterday, he he he, he said stuff that you could see that he has actually declared himself running as the the flag bearer for the party but like i said we'll discuss that in other subsequent editions and one thing i want to look at before we run away is that what chances does this team have in 2024 and the chances are if you look at the current one one important thing that jfc yesterday that a lot of people missed especially the media missed was when he said that the ndc didn't want to win party uh, as a default right just because the MPP didn't perform he said he wanted ndc to win power in 2024 because of the because they are the best alternative and you know this this Ghana's media they won't pick that one they won't pick the one he said i was uh he mentioned something i think he mentioned something, something other thing differently but that that's also the indication that in that tells you whatever he or his team is planning to do and yes it means that he also believes in the chances of the ndc but it just means that they have to do more and not rely on the issue on the fact that Ghanaians are complaining about bad governance, Ghanaians are complaining about poor economic situation right now, supervised by the uh, MPP government or the government led by His Excellency President Nanado Dankwakufuado. So, yes, what are the chances? It depends on the NDC. Because going into the next election is all about unity and strategy, right? And vigilance. One of the calls for reconciliation was made by the, the newly elected chairman, Asir Nketiah. The issue is that whoever lost an election, whether the youth conference, the women conference, the unit committee, the, the branch level elections, has to be on board for the NDC to be able to even put up a fight against the MPP in the 2024 elections. Or else, whether chairman general at post or whoever at post, the team or the party will not be able to wrestle power. So the chances are there for them, but it depends on the organization of the party itself. That's just my fair observation. That if the NDC is able to put their, 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 their house in order after this election and after this Congress, get everybody on board and adopt the best strategy going ongoing, they have a big chance because, like I said, 2020, 2020 election, they performed so creditably, very, very well, much than even expected by a lot of uh express out there a lot of people out there, a lot of Ghanaians out there so yeah their chances are very very high let's see what goes on what is needed is reconciliation strategy and then vigilance to go forward to be able to match the mpb let, let me tell you this 2024 is not going to be an easy election not at all you know there's this tradition or this convention that in ghana when a party does eight years they step down or they lose the election this particular 2024 election is a very going to be a very tough election, and the money that the money that was spent in 2024 for the election, we will all be surprised where the money came from. But it's going to be money spent, and you know, Ghana when there's too money spent, a lot of Ghanaians may fall for the money. So yes, it's going to be very very difficult, especially when the MPP is poised to bring the eight. We now have Honorable Japan joining the race for flower bearer. We have Vice President Dr. Bahamut Baumia in the race for flag bearer. We have Mr. Fortreed, Honorable Alan Chermantin in the race for flag bearer. All are stalwarts, all are experienced politicians, all are strategists, all are people who, are, who have influence and power.
and can what charge the teaming support of the MPP. So if you're NDC, you're executive for NDC, you have to know that the election is not just it's not going to be easy. That's going to be one of the most difficult that you have what you have seen in Ghana in recent Ghana history. But what's at stake for we those who are observers, we as ordinary Ghanaians, our lives, our future as a people are at stake. Whoever wins the next election, general elections, determines a whole lot for the future of young people in Ghana. Today, young people cannot start the businesses. Today, young people don't have jobs. Today, people cannot invest and even feel comfortable about it. A lot of young people do not know what to do as we are sitting down to right now, no, 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 no. But we are those suffering more from the policies that are going to be implemented in this December going to 2027. Because of this debt exchange, because of this IMF program, a whole lot of growth forward will be lost. So the opportunities in this country going in the next four or five years is going to be very, very minimal for a whole lot of young people out there. So we, whether NDC wins or MPP wins, whether who is elected as NDC flag bearer, chairman, MPP's flag bearer, whatever strategy any party adopts, what is at stake is not it's not the election. What is at stake is there was the prosperity of the young Ghanaian, the future of the young Ghanaian, our education, the economy, social welfare. That is what we are looking out for. Even the freedom, the capacity to just what go into businesses on our own is what is at stake. As the ordinary Ghanaian, this is what is at stake for us. So yes, the NDC, the MPP can elect the national executives, can do the best they can. But what is more at stake, it's not just the election, it's about the future of the country, our democracy. That is what each and every one of us must pay attention to going forward. Uh, this has been the Cable Call Right here on Ghana Talks Radio. My name is has been Lance Lawrence. Today, we've been talking about the 10th delegate conference of the NDC and highlighting the leadership capacity of Sidikinta. But the one important question that we ask for is that do you think his election as chairman puts the NDC in a position to wrestle power from the MPP in the 2024 elections? Let us continue the discussion online on our Facebook and our YouTube page at Ganatos Radio and also on our website at www.ganatosradio.com. Tomorrow again, we'll come away with another edition. Tomorrow, we have the brightest keeper segment on the Ghana, uh, on the cubicle right here on Ghana Talks Radio. But before I go, uh, it's been five days countdown to the what the GTR Anya Street Takeover. Edo Baroni will be there, Raskuku, Pom Music Boss will be there, and Ko Takra, the Obia Mamia, the Hitmaker will also be present live. So come witness electrifying performances. Come enjoy, come let's boogie into a new year and come let's enjoy ourselves this weekend. Uh, the Ghana Talks Radio and Yastri Takeover. I've been here with DJ Coverage holding me down. Thank you so much for DJ Coverage and to all the management of GTR. Stay tuned and enjoy the rest of the program. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Nobody